0: Thank you.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Han Talks. First, this is the Mando Talk Show, where we're going to discuss Episode 15, "The Believer" of The Mandalorian. And hope you're all doing good today. As always, I'm joined by the co-host of the Mando Talk Show, Dean. What's up, buddy? How's it going? How's, How's it? your channel doing so far?
0: It's been doing better than I thought it would for the first and only video that I've uploaded. Um, second video will be coming up soon. Um, actually close finishing editing that today actually
1: yeah you should be proud of it you have you've got more views on your first video than i got on mine so you're already doing pretty well (laughs) and a lot of likes too so it looks like people are going to like the content which i'm excited about
0: i've got some help from you also so i do thank you for that
1: (laughs) do you know what your next um video might be you don't have to share it if you don't want to but you got ideas um
0: it'll be on the ps5 That'll be the next video that we're uploading. I was lucky enough to get my hands on one of those.
1: People, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely going to enjoy that one. All right. So, yeah, we're talking about Chapter 15 today. and But before we do jump into it, I, I wanted to ask Dean about his thoughts on the Hue because we can't go without talking about the major announcements that were dropped. If you guys want to hear my thoughts, you can go check out the video that was posted two days ago about the all the new Star Wars announcements that were made at Disney Investors Day. So, Dean, what did you think about all the stuff? What are you most excited for? And I don't know. Tell us what you thought.
0: I'm most excited for the Rogue Squadron movie um, with Pat Jenkins and... Of course, and you're look at your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the um movie that truly has me excited, though. It's actually the name of it. Being Rogue Squadrons, I know that, at least I hope, Everybody has at least played that series before, back on, like, at least childhood, the Nintendo, whether it was whatever Nintendo system played it on, GameCube is where Factor 5, the developers of that game series, really revolutionized, um, dog fighting in just video games. They revolutionized it. They made, they added triggers on the GameCube controller. They were like, no other. I originally played Rogue Rogue Squadron, the first one on PC on my windows 98 computer mm-hmm. and and then i think i had on 64 as well but gamecube is where i fell in love with that game series i'm just kind of hoping they use that to bring back the series and then with all the other announcements having hayden christensen back it love was it. just awesome day of announcements and it kind of gave me i had mixed feelings about some of the announcements because it was like i know that I've, we've shared my theories on here for a little bit um I felt like I was inside Dave Filoni's head, but it kind of struck everything that I thought was going to happen to Mando, which I'm not upset by because I'm glad that they're kind of making Mando's a little universe now. Um, but when they announced the live action of Ahsoka, I was like, I was on the right track. I was in your head, Filoni <laughs> and Favreau, um, but I wasn't there there. But I was pretty dang close. So. <laughs> All right, it's kind of nice. I, I kind of felt fulfilled, but I kind of felt disappointed because I was like, I was so close. <laughs>
1: And yeah, to sum up for everybody, we have 10 new TV shows and two new movies announced. Or not new, but just re reannounced And uh, two of the new shows are going to be spin-offs of The Mandalorian, which was the Ahsoka one you're talking about and the Rangers one you are talking about. And I'm excited for both. And it's not, I had a, I'm not going to go into length. You guys can listen to the other episode I did on it. But I have a theory that all those three shows, while they're taking place in the same timeline that they will kind of merge together towards each finales and maybe we'll get a movie out of it you know that's what i would like to see come of it anyway
0: or it's going to directly tie into the force awakens yeah and kind of fulfill um what was it the aftermath just kind of lead into that book yeah definitely all
1: of it's all of it's great i'm excited for it like i said again the uh, podcast version of my thoughts on the announcements is coming out this Wednesday and I discuss it at length and the shorter version is on YouTube right now. So go check that out. I'll leave a link in the description below.
0: Before All right, we so, jump, up, Oh yeah. I have one question for you. Um, Do you think Disney is actually trying to leave the Star Wars movies and where they're only going to make movies once every four years or once every three years instead of how they were trying to do movies every year because they've realized we're not bad at making movies, but we're really good at making the star Wars TV show. Do you think that they're kind of looking at their formula and trying to change that up? Just curious from your thoughts about that.
1: Um, well, I do still think Disney plus did a reorganization of their whole company, right? they're, they're pretty much transitioning to a direct to consumer platform and which includes Disney plus star Hulu FX, all that kind of stuff. So they're, focus right now is definitely going to be on television i do still believe they're 100 percent committed to a theatrical business model for original movies and franchise movies i just don't think that will happen again until 2023 and once 2023 happens after all these shows are fully developed and most of them already live on air i think we're going to start to see a bunch more announcements about new movies that are going to be coming out and it was but right now, yeah, I think they're taking a break. I think, you know, Bob Iger, chairman of the board, said that it has to go on hiatus. I there's no money in TV shows, especially on a streaming platform. But having a long period of time where they just focus on that, it'll build up the hype. Cause right now everyone's super excited. Everyone's thrilled yeah. about all this content. And if they can keep that momentum up, once whenever they announce the next trilogy, I'm not talking about Squadrons or Taika's film. When they announce the next trilogy, whether it's 10, 11, 12 episodes, or it's just a whole new thing like a Ryan Johnson thing. Right, Republic, Republic.
0: So I think that's where they're going to go with it.
1: <laughs> I would, I would love that. And I do think that is in the works. I just think they're keeping that real close to the chest and really going to work hard on it and make sure they got it ready before they make any announcements because they don't want to make the same mistakes. They
0: do. And I think that's the reason for the um, High Republic TV show showing the downfall of it. That way they can kind of lead us into whatever that movie is going to be tied into that. I feel like it's going to be almost a prequel to whatever. You're talking about. the public light? movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: That's what I'm really pumped about. But yeah, so that's all the major announcements for, you know, in the gist. But let's transition into this new chapter of The Mandalorian, which was called "The Believer." It is the penultimate. It is the it's the one right before the finale. So it's it was. I had different expectations going into this one. Uh, real quick, I'll wrap it all up by saying this was my least favorite episode, not just of this season but the entire series. I really <laughs> disliked it. I thought the pacing was awful. This is the first time I've ever said this about a show, but this was a filler episode. I think it was awkward. I think the there was too many characters with not enough to do. And I'm going, all I have to do to break this down is I have a pros list and a cons list. And I'll start that first, but I want to hear what your first thoughts were on this episode.
0: It was definitely filler. I won't disagree with that. Um, I don't think it was the worst episode. But I definitely wasn't a good episode. I feel like it was more supposed to be more of us seeing Den grow, but they did it in a too rapid and almost force like fashion. Whereas, like, like the pauses that they would give him, and I know that I'm already kind of going, but it's like the pause when he sees stormtroopers in the cargo um, vehicle, and he's like, "Okay, I have my idea," but it's like. It was almost too long and awkward of a pause where it's like, I'll do it. <laughs> like, but it was like 30 seconds of silence from everybody, and he's sitting there scanning. And then <laughs> things, somebody starts talking, and it's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and and it just, yeah, forced.
1: that's. Part of the awkwardness I was talking about, and not just him, but I also felt that with Cara Dune, with Boba Fett, with uh Fennec. I, I felt it with Bill Bursk, everyone. I felt completely awkward in this episode. If that was the point, congratulations, Rick Bamayua. you did your job. I don't think it was. <laughs> uh Let me start off with telling you some pros, because I don't want to just completely poo-poo, poo-doo on this episode, as Jar Jar would say. Um, I'll start off by saying we got to see the seismic detonators again from Boba Fett's ship, which everyone who remembers that scene in attack of the clones, it's probably everyone's one of their favorite scenes in that movie, that sound design. And that got me, I loved seeing that. And in addition to like the whole Boba Fett ship thing, I think this is the first time we've ever seen the inside of Boba Fett's ship. Do you think yep, and it, it had is. like this yeah. huge dome area? It was really cool. Oh, look there. Cause I was,
0: was a one-seater i I always thought the slave one was a one-seater and i was always like how are they all in there and then all of a sudden today or not today but um like in this episode we got to see it i was like oh that's awesome
1: and there's a lot of space in there (laughs) yeah i mean i think we'd only seen it inside the cockpit like you were saying before but that was really cool to see another pro i have is um i actually really loved the character of bill burr i don't know his name do you know what his character name is while you look it up bill burr i thought he did great in this one i thought there was character improvement he showed a little bit of range in his acting i i liked his his storyline through this again there were some awkward moments i'll get into that later but i do i did really like him in this episode yep uh, and, they, and
0: they they showed more of like who he was as a character, and then there was the regret of him serving with the empire rather than him just being a villain type character.
1: Yeah. And the humaneness of him when he, when he said handed his helmet back to Mando and was like, I didn't see your face. If anyone asks, I loved that. That really made me feel good. And it showed a growth in him. And he wants to, I guess, do better as a, as a person in this world. Another one I had was um, Mando having to remove his helmet to be able to access that database. Well, it was a little cheesy, uh, you know, they have to scan your face, uh, and he's, I don't know, it was just kind of off to me, but the fact that he had to do it because he wanted to save the kid and it didn't matter who saw his face, I thought it was a really good idea. And I think Pedro did well acting scared, paranoid and giving off the impression that he had like a thousand thoughts going through his head because this is the first anyone has seen him in over just like maybe 20 years or something. And it's almost like walking outside your house naked without any clothes. So I thought yep. that was really a good idea. What was your thoughts on the face reveal in this one?
0: I wasn't a fan of it to be honest with you. Um, you thought he was acting like that, and when you point out the way he was acting, maybe that, that's what he was supposed to be. But to me, it he he felt like he was lost. <laughs> like, to me, it was like... And I do... I do could see him feeling lost without his helmet. Um, But that was... It, it just felt awkward to me, to be 100% honest with you. And then, um, yeah, I found that the Empire's... Um, Cybersecurity was piss poor. You're going to yeah. tell me that you don't have the scans of every stormtrooper in your database, and then you're able to have this one random guy come in and get a face scan? It's yeah, just...
1: it was cheesy to me. <laughs> you know, Star Wars is supposed Probably. to be cheesy, but that was something else. You know,
0: like that—that that one just was like, I was like, shouldn't the alarm be going off because your face isn't being recognized? <laughs> but, but yeah. It... Laptop
1: can scan my face and decide if it's me or not. <laughs> <laughs> Right, <laughs> but no that that whole scene with him without his mask on was awkward. And while I understand what they were going for, I don't think it was executed well. I think everything that I disliked about this episode goes in the hands of the director. It, the te- from the technical side of things, I didn't like the cameras setups. I felt like they lingered too long. At certain moments, character blocking. It was awkward. It kind of felt like a rushed production. Maybe it was. I don't know. And this one, and it's weird because Rick Famayuo was my favorite director of last season. I thought he was incredible. And it's, I mean, everyone's got a bad day at The Office. You know, maybe this was his. But going into the cons, one of my problems with this episode was this is the second to last episode of this season before we got to wait a whole nother year and it lacked that that spectacle that i wanted and i think it's because the previous two episodes were so grand and so large and addition to lore and all this kind of stuff and jedis and it really affected this one and i think they should have planned it out better did you feel that way
0: um I still think it had its purpose. It just wasn't, I, I, do agree that the other two really made this one just, it, I think it felt worse because how the other two worked. Um, because it did add some minor things to, you no, know, it didn't really touch Lord at all. Um, yeah, like when it comes to just Star Wars in general, it didn't do anything for it, but like you can't tell me that the, it's almost like a train, um, heist is what I felt like during that whole, cargo scene you can't tell me that scene wasn't enjoyable like and then it really showed how much it, it to me the whole thing developed din more as a character it showed how reliant he was on the armor because when he's running stormtrooper armor and he randomly gets hit he goes ow like he didn't say ow but it's like his it, the armor cracked and it fell off and he he had a wtf <laughs> moment like he definitely yeah. was like what oh yeah i'm wearing this armor No, oh, it's not beskar it, anymore Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um like it's i think it was just more of us seeing him grow as a character and kind of shed the shell that he's been in for the entire time because the statement he made to Moff Gideon at the end was all about him saying i don't care what i have to do to get to you um the, the way is not the way. It's the the way needs to be adapted. And we've been leading to that realization throughout this whole season. And that's, that's really what I feel like this episode was, was tying that new thought process that Manda's supposed to be learning, tying that into a bow before we see what happens in this, this next episode. Because again, I feel like this next episode is going to be a longer episode. Um, not the hour and 20 like I was hoping this episode it could be. But, like, I'm expecting a 50-minute episode next Friday. And I do believe Bo-Katan to be back in it because it doesn't make sense because Bo-Katan's after um, Moff getting in the Darksaber. And why wouldn't you just tie all this back together since I know that Mando kind of assumes that's who they're after, but not 100%. So, yeah. like, I feel like he's trying to tie that bow on it where he's going to remove his helmet in front of Bo-Katan the next time he sees her.
1: And I really think
0: that this is where it's getting into. I think it was, this was just a huge episode for character development, if you look, like the way that I look at it.
1: Speaking about character development, I want to read a little something that my girlfriend sent me. This is from, this is not um, my thoughts. This is actually from a user of Reddit uh, that goes by Jay Bitson. This is on the Mandalorian TV subreddit. Um, so this says, watch carefully and you'll notice that Pedro never uses his peripheral vision when he cares. When he cares about what he's looking at in the moment, it would be normal for his head to face a little to the left, but he's looking at bill straight on just as he would in the helmet. Bill looks back at him and doesn't keep his head straight the same way. So you can compare it to the immediate next cut. The way bill is looking at him while facing a little to the right. That's normal. A moment before he's looking at the table while the officer talks and looks straight at bill most off camera. As far as I can tell, uh, Pedro Pascal stays in character through the whole sequence, almost as if he is still, wearing the helmet and i thought that was an interesting point of view because i didn't notice that first time i watched it and then i looked at it again and it's interesting he still mm-hmm. moves his head around kind of like batman and because he's so used to yeah. that and i and love that i do lot, love that
0: and it makes a lot of sense because one of the first things that um bill said while they were in the cargo was i can't wear this helmet i don't know how y'all um seen this you have no peripheral yeah and were probably trying to hint to watch for that and i didn't know to look for it
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah there was there guys whoever's listening you know there was this was a good episode there was don't take what i'm saying as like this is this is the worst thing ever uh, a part of there's some great things in this i just didn't get to see it i guess i think part of the reason my disappointment is so high in this episode is because up until the first one This was the only one I got to watch with my girlfriend again, and I was kind of hoping to experience something on the level of the Jedi or the tragedy to share that moment with her, and it was kind of lackluster, and that probably affected me a little bit because I wanted us to experience this really big story together. But there is good things in this episode. Don't get me wrong. Did
0: you not get excited by seeing um, Boba's armor touched up?
1: I was like, what? What? When did you have time to do that? Like, <coughs> it, it, it seems like it takes place immediately after the last episode. And I'm like, where, it looks like you had to go get new pieces of, like, Beskar and stuff. Like, where did you find the time?
0: You, you just set your ship to autopilot grab some touch-up paint.
1: <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter being like, um, they were so, a lot of people were upset because they had just finished making their like beat up Boba Fett armor and then to find out that it's now clean. <laughs> so they gotta go back and redo another one. It's just, I don't know. I I did like seeing it really crisp and clean, but at the same time I was like, how? When did when do you have time? You're flying the ship and like taking all these errands
0: and stuff. I don't know. But part of me always really is it also fit him better. I don't know if you noticed that as well. The last episode, the armor like it, it wasn't as bad as the guy. I can't, I can never think of the actor's name, but the Marshalls... um, Timothy Oliphant. never looked. What was that?
1: Timothy Oliphant,
0: yeah. Like, it, it the armor did fit him very awkwardly, but then last episode, I don't know if you noticed, um, Bobby gained a little bit of weight since the last time you wore the armor. Don't fat <laughs> and, shame
1: Boba Fett,
0: I'm not Boba fat. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> like. And it bit him a little bit awkwardly, but if you notice this episode, it, it's almost like they used the original armor from Empire Strikes Back last episode and then they were like, okay, we need to use, like, we need to custom fit
1: this. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> there did seem like there was extra pieces on this one, too. It,
0: like they, <laughs> The uh, hose was back, that connected. I don't think the hose was, no, it was there. But it just seemed, the armor seemed completely different where it was like, yeah, it, it really felt like this was the original Empire Strikes Back. We found this in the back of the closet and <laughs> here's the new armor for what we've been planning on using. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like, like on set. I feel like it's like, and bring out the new stuff.
1: <laughs> right. Another Another thing I want to mention from this episode, which I thought was kind of funny, was did you ever see Office Space? Yeah, movie. When Bill Burr mentions uh, the, um, the TPS reports in this episode, he's like, "Oh, we got to go back and fill out those TPS reports." Just like from Office Space, I thought that was kind of a fun reference that was thrown in there. But I, I do want to go back to what you were saying about the the ending hollow message sent to Moff Gideon. I liked it because it was a uh, it was rephrasing what Moff Gideon had said to him at, towards the end of season one. But at the same time, I, I like the message. I did not like Moff Gideon's reaction. He went from being intimidating and badass to me to being completely scared and terrified. And I was like, that's so out of character for him. He's supposed to be the bad guy. Why is he scared of a message? He's been like so confident this whole time and he gets one hollow message and he starts freaking out. I just, that was a little weird to me.
0: Do you I feel that way? completely agree with that. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that because it was as you said it was supposed to be like he's been main I mean, villain look at that face
1: time. he's normally deadpan and he doesn't really emote yeah. until this episode and it was so off character for it, me
0: it, it it didn't bother me too much but it was still one of those things of like how can you go from toying with Grogu to his face and saying you could poke your eye out which I think he's going to poke his eye out I think he's going to lose an eye next episode <laughs> um <laughs> like it's it's gonna be the christmas story right before christmas (laughs) you've got um but it's just i completely agree where it was just like how how do you go from this intimidating figure to and basically toying with the baby to a hollow girl
1: (laughs) yeah it was a little weird i mean Overall, I do want to close out with, by just giving me overall thoughts. You know, there was some good things in it. I didn't enjoy it as much as the other episodes. I do still think it's a filler episode because I do believe, you know, we haven't seen the next episode yet. But I think you could probably skip this episode and be okay going into the last one. At least that's what it feels like in this moment.
0: I think there will be a small callback to this one. But it, I think if you were to skip this episode, you would... Like, again, I really do think Bo-Katan's going to be the next one and the helmet's going to be removed. I think it's going to be, whoa, 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 how is he okay with this all of a sudden? And I really think that yeah. his character development is what is the key to this episode. Nothing else. It's only the character development that makes this episode something more than nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but um I, I do want to ask one more thing. I'll, and I'll leave this thought with everybody else because this is the most important question about this episode can the Mandalorian last as a show without Grogu? Because it now, was a little weird not having little baby Yoda in this episode.
0: And I think the answer is no. I think it's, I think you have to have Grogu there. Otherwise there's no show. And I really, and I really do think that I wouldn't be surprised if next season's last season, because I don't know if you know, um, they announced that the next season will um, premiere on Christmas day next year. Don't know if you saw that announcement.
1: No, I didn't see that. Uh, I think it's season three is the last one. Cause uh, when they announced the green light, they only announced a season three green light as well. But I didn't know it's coming out on yeah. Christmas. That's kind of cool. Oh, so we got to wait even longer, dude. That's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But a yeah, I <laughs> say what
0: a year and a week from the final episode. Oh, I know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But so like, yeah, I, I don't know. It was a little weird that Groga wasn't in it. And it's not just for not just for Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans will always watch a Star Wars TV show, even if it's bad, <laughs> especially if you're a podcaster reviewing it. But when but I think they're gonna lose a lot of people if they lose that that thing that makes Star Wars special. And it's not just yeah. Baby Yoda, but Baby Yoda has the force. I think the force is what everyone wants to see, whether they subliminally acknowledge it or not. But I, w- I got a message from my mom and I I was asking her, I was like, what'd you think of Mandalorian? And she was like, Oh, your brother told me that baby Yoda wasn't in it. So I didn't even watch it. And I was, that's just from general public, general public's not yeah. interested in deep star Wars. Lore. It, it,
0: that's awful. But at the same time, it makes perfect sense.
1: It does. When you keep them in there, you got a little something for everybody. So, yeah. I don't know. Do you have any last thoughts about this episode before we close out?
0: Um, not off the top of my head.
1: Cool. Well, tell everyone about your channel again and um, where they can find you.
0: So um, my channel is Four-Legged Gamer. Um, I've updated my Twitter to be Four-Legged Gamer as well. One word and the number four. And again, just basically cute dogs, unboxing. You get a few barks in this upcoming episode. Um, basically, him demanding them to, um, for me to open the PlayStation Five, faster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, guys, go check out his channel. I'll leave a link to that in the description below. Whether you're on YouTube or Spotify, Apple, etc., go check out other episodes of Hon Talks. First, this Wednesday we have a podcast episode coming out all about the new Disney announcements and also a little tribute to Kathleen Kennedy, the president of Lucasfilm. So please go check that out. New videos on the YouTube every single week. Please go subscribe and like, I will leave some links below so you can go check it out. Thank you guys so much for listening somehow, some way, somewhere this week. May the force be with you.